1: Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope.
2: How do we choose life people of God to love him, to love God, to keep his commands and to walk in his ways? Let's just break this down for just a second here. Love God. I believe for us today, it's, it's speaking about intimacy with God. He's called us to this place of intimacy. And in fact, he's called every single one of you listening to a personal, personal relationship, intimacy, and, and everyone that is listening to this today, whether you're here, whether you're online, whether it's, it's a month or or 10 years from now, everyone falls into three categories Surrounding this call to intimacy that God is calling us to. The first category is this. Simply that that God is calling you to intimacy for the first time. You've never experienced that before. Maybe you didn't even know that 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 is possible. That you can actually have this close, intimate relationship with God. Maybe you've just been recently saved. Or maybe you just started coming to church. But I want you to know that God desires you. He desires you to be close to him. He wants to reveal who he is to you. He wants to reveal his nature. He wants to draw you into this secret place where you seek him and you find him. And he begins to reveal not only only who he is, but but in that. And and as you begin to understand who he is, he begins to reveal who you really are. He's calling you to intimacy for the first time. So that's, that's the first category. The second category is this. God's calling you back to intimacy. For, for some of us, we've had that with God, but for whatever reason, we've, we've started to just grow cold to him. We've started to walk away. We may still come to church, but we're just not seeking him the same way. And God is saying, I'm calling you back today. I'm calling you back to that place. There's, there's a verse in Galatians that says, that says, you were running so well. You are running the race so well. Who cut in on you? Who cut in on you? I feel like God is saying to some of you, what happened? What happened to this? What happened to this? So, so the first category is at this call of intimacy is that he's calling you there for the first time. Secondly, he's calling some of you back to that place. And thirdly, Some of you, he's just simply calling you to a deeper level of intimacy. Maybe you've been seeking him. You've been been seeking him and you have just spending time with him. and, And he's like so proud of you for that. And he's been revealing himself to you. But he's saying this today. There's so much more. There's so much more that I want to reveal to you in that secret place. There's so much more about my nature and about who I am and and about who you are that I want to just reveal it to you. And, And yeah, you've been spending your 10 minutes a day or whatever it is for you. But there's always a deeper level in God. You've never arrived, right? There's always a deeper level. So he's calling some of us to intimacy for the first time. He's calling some of us back intimacy and then he's calling some of us to a deeper level and i just pray that in your heart today that you would just say yes god i hear you calling me i know you desire me god desires you he already knows everything about you and he wants you to know him for real for real so the Lord through Moses says to love the Lord, your God. Now I believe that also loving the Lord, your God speaks to obedience. Jesus says this, Jesus says that if you love me, you'll keep my commands. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. So we see that, that, that obedience, keeping God's commands is, is a form of God's love language, right? If you love me, you'll keep my commands. So he's calling us to intimacy, and then he says, keep my commands. That word keep, it's it's a deep word, deeper than just our English can really translate it. it. It means to guard his word. His commands are his word. It's found in his word. It means to guard them with your life, like a soldier would guard a fine treasure with his life. It means to guard it. In, in, in the New Testament, in Galatians, again, I just have Galatians on my mind. But one of my favorite verses is Galatians 5.1. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then. And don't let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. It's the same type of word that's used here in the Old Testament to keep or to guard. It's to stand firm. And it's the picture of this. It's a picture of a, of a soldier that's on the front line of battle. And, and as he sees the enemy is approaching, he begins to dig his feet into the ground and dig his toes into the ground because he knows he has to protect what's behind him. And he's standing firm. He's guarding. He's keeping. He's, he's, he's about to know that he's about to take a blow from the enemy. But this it's not just a defensive position. It's an offensive position at the same time. I, for, for some of you that may have played football, In your life or you watch football on TV, you'll know this, that it's the one that gives the hit. The other person is the one that's going to feel the hit. Whether you're on offense or whether you're on defense, you have to be the one to give the hit or else you're going to be the one that's laid back on your back. And it's in the same thing that God is saying, stand firm and be ready, not just to receive the blow, but to give the blow back. It's guarding his word with everything you have is what he's saying. And then the third thing that Moses says, I'm going to get back to my notes here just in a second, but I just feel God leading us down this path. God says simply walk in my ways, walk in my ways. And that word walk, it just, it just stands out to me because I believe that that's what God is calling us to today is to move, is to begin to walk in the things of God. And here's the thing. I think that some of us, we hear that and we say, God, I want to I begin to walk. I want to begin to move. But, but there's, just, there's just some things that I feel that are holding me back. Have you ever been there before? We're like, man, God, I want to answer your call. I want to get up. I want to move. But, God, I, just, I feel like there's some things that are, that are holding me back. But what I hear God saying today to that is, listen, I've already set you free. Yeah. I've already broken the chains. I've already loosened the chains. I've already unlocked the shackles. And it's in you answering the call and beginning to move and beginning to walk that the chains are going to fall off of your life. Because I've already loosened them. I've already unlocked the padlock. I I hear this. You've been sitting in a jail cell for far too long as a free man and as a free woman. What you haven't noticed is I've already unlocked the jail cell door and I've already opened it up and you're just still sitting there. And today I'm saying, walk, get up. It's time to move. And in that you're going to begin to realize that God has set you free. It's in the movement. It's in the walking towards him. So I want to get back to my notes here because we have just a, just a few more minutes, but stay with me here. So in Joshua In the 8th verse, I just want to turn our our attention to the 8th verse here that we just read a few moments ago. And and I believe that in this verse, because remember, God's raising up modern-day Joshua's that would take his people and lead his people into the land that he promised them. I believe that in this verse, that God has given us a roadmap to how to be prosperous and successful while walking in the promises of God. And it's all wrapped up in his word. So let's read this really quick in in Joshua 1.8. Verse 8 says this Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be successful, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Keep the word on your lips. Meditate on it and do everything that it says. Three things, right? He says, have the word of God on your lips. I mean, if if you've been attending this church for any period of time, you'll know how important we stress it is to be speaking the word of God. (laughs) To be speaking the promises of God, which are found in his word, over your life, over your situation, over your family, over your friends, speaking life, not death. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And when we're speaking the word of God, we're speaking life. So it says here, have it on your lips. Then it says to meditate on it day and night, which means to get it into your mind and get it into your heart. See, see, the mind, it represents our thoughts, right? And the Bible says this, to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. And we do that by, by meditating on the word of God, having it in our mind, having it in our heart. We know that the heart is the control center of our life. There's there's a captain's chair sitting on your heart, right? We've talked about this before. And whatever is in there, whatever's sitting on that chair is going to control your life. The Bible says in Proverbs, to guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. How do we do that? We meditate on the word of God and get the word of God in our heart. And then he says... To be careful that you would do everything that it says. Have it in your actions. To be a, a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word, right? So we have to have the word of God on our lips. We have to meditate on it to gather it in our minds and our hearts. And we need to, to do what it says. Amen? Amen. If you notice as we read this, these first nine verses, that God is instructing Joshua to be strong and courageous. He says it over and over again. He says it three times just in these nine verses. Be strong and courageous, Joshua, for I'm with you. Be strong and very courageous because I'm with you. And then he says, haven't I told you to be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid because I am with you. I'm with you. And listen, he's he's, he's, he's calling us to that same calling today, church, to be strong and courageous. And it's not because you have it all figured out. It's not because you're the the strongest physical person or you have the most wisdom or you have the most education or any of that. It's not because of any of that. It's simply because of this fact that he's with you. He's with you. Do you really believe that? I mean, I can say that the Bible can say that, but, but until you really understand that, that's where your strength comes from. It comes from him. It doesn't come from us. We can't say, God, I'm, I need to get strong. I need to somehow get strong so that way I can run this place. No, it's saying, God, I just know that I'm weak, but you are strong and you're with me. We have to get this, guys, that God is he's with us. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Courage is not the absence of fear, but the willingness to act in spite of it. You got to hear this. Courage. It's not the absence of fear, but the willingness to move, the willingness to act in spite of fear. That's why I love in, in, in Psalms 56 where, where David says that, that, Lord, when I'm afraid, I'll trust you. Yes. When I feel fear knocking at the door in that point, especially, is when I'm going to trust you, God. Yes. Because I know you're with me. I know you've already gone before me. I know you have it all all figured out on my behalf. Because that's what your word says. So when we feel fear knocking at the door, it's in that point where it doesn't give us an excuse to just, to just cower and not move. No, God is saying be courageous. Which means move in spite of that fear that you may feel. It's time to move. I love, I love the, um, the great theologian Charles Spurgeon in, in, in light of Psalm 56. When David says, when I'm afraid, I will trust you. He says this. He says, it's possible then for fear and faith to occupy the mind at the same moment. Not that we're overtaken by fear. Because the Bible says that I've not given you the spirit of fear. It's not that we, we allow fear to just, just just make us quiver and just shut down. No, because that's the spirit of fear. And God's saying, No. No, don't be afraid in that way because I'm with you. But see, this is where courage comes in. It's when we even feel fear knocking on the door. We're saying, God, I'm not going to allow that to, to, to stop me from pursuing you and pursuing what you have for my life. And it's in those moments that, that your faith is built up even more and you begin to walk in the courage that God is calling you to do. Amen. So, so I want to fast forward here. So we got a couple more minutes. Just stay with me here for just a few more minutes. I want to fast forward. Uh, after Joshua chapter 1 and Joshua chapter 2, it talks about Rahab and how Joshua sends spies into the land to come back with a report. Rahab um, Rahab uh, hides the spies in the, in the city of Jericho. He sends them into the city of Jericho because that's the first city that they're about to take when they cross over. And the spies, they come back with this good report. And what they say is this. They say, they say God has given us the land. Because because he struck terror already in the hearts of the enemy. God has given us this land because he's already gone before us and he's already struck terror in the heart of the enemy. And and I believe that that what God is saying today, he's like, listen, I'm not idle. Some of us have been thinking that, God, where, where are you? Where have you been? And what he's saying is, I'm not idle. I've already gone before you. I've already prepared a way for you. There's that song that we sing, Waymaker, right? And there's that little bridge that we add to the end of it. And it says this, even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Come on, people of God. God is not idle. God is not idle. He's already going before you. And every battle that you have to face, he's already gone and struck fear in the heart. Of the enemy on your behalf, and he's already won the victory for you. So, so chapter three, and I'm I'm closing with this. The Israelites are are now in chapter three. We're not going to read it. We're just just summarize it a little bit. In chapter three, the Israelites are now amassing on the banks of the Jordan River. They're 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 about to cross finally, after forty long years. Right? They're amassing now on the banks of the Jordan River, and the Bible says this that they were camped there. They were camped there on the banks of the other side of the promised land. And when I read that, I heard God say this. I heard God say that Randy, my my people have been camped far too long on the other side of their promise. And what I'm doing now is I want to raise up these modern day Joshua's that, that would lead by example and lead my people into the land that I promised them. My people have been waiting. They're not moving and I want to raise you up to lead them into that place. And it's not this. It's not that, that God is saying, I need you to quit your job tomorrow. I'm calling you into full-time ministry. Some of you, he might do that. I don't know. But he's saying, no, no, I want to, I want to raise you up in the place that you're at right now. To lead your family, to lead your friends, to lead your coworker, to lead to lead everyone that I put in your circle around your life. And as you begin to do that, watch how many more people I put around you to lead by example. He's calling us today, church. He's calling us. So who's going to answer the call? If, if we read in the previous book in Deuteronomy, we, we, we read that, that Moses actually sent Joshua. Joshua was one of the spies that initially went into the promised land and came back with a report. And in fact, he was one, one of only two of those spies that came back with a good report. All the rest of them came back with what the Bible says was an evil report saying, no, there's giants in this land. There's enemies in this land. We can't, we can't take this land. But Joshua went into that land, came back, and he said, no, yeah, there's enemies, there's giants, there's all these things, but man, this land is flowing with milk and honey. There's, there's so much in this land, and it's ours. God has given us this land. And when I, when I, when I was reminded of that, this is what I heard God say. Remember, he's, he's raising up modern-day Joshua's. Joshua is one of the spies that went into the land. He's saying this. He's saying, you can't take my people somewhere that you've never been you can't lead my people into a place that you've never been see because some of us today we're we're hearing this call and saying god i want to be that i want to be this modern day joshua that you can use to lead by example but in order for you to be that you have to start walking in the promises of god first God doesn't operate that way where where he just has you lead them to somewhere that you're not even walking in. So for some of us, we want to answer the call, but but the call that we're going to answer today is this. God, I I want to start surrendering everything to you. I want to start walking in your promise because I want to be the one that you use, God. I know you've called that. Some of you I hear right now. You know that God has called you you know that he's called you and for whatever reasons you've gone astray in your life but he, what he's saying is from this day today let it be a stake that you put in the ground that you're able to look back on what to say may 1st may 1st 2022 let this be the day that you said from that day god i surrendered everything to you and i started walking in your ways i started walking in your promise god and 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 and, and watch you'll get to the point where you'll begin to lead people around you. Let today be the day that you answer the call of God. Okay, I promise I'm closing with this now. So back, back to Joshua chapter 3. So the Israelites are, banked, are are amassing on the banks of the Jordan River. They're about to cross. And the Bible is very clear to say this, that at that time of year when, when they were about to cross, the Jordan River was at absolute flood stage. It was rushing. It was way flooded over its banks. Okay, it, it was, it was at flood stage. And it says that that's the time they were about to cross. And isn't that just like God to wait till that time to have them cross when it was uncrossable? They would have died, all the women and children and the livestock. There's no way. There's no way. But he waited till that moment. And the Bible's very clear to tell us that this river was rushing at flood stage. It was, it, it, and, and, and as we study it, it says that it was wider than a football field, just rushing. There's no way that they would have been able to swim across this river, all of them and their kids and, and, and their women and children. There's no way, right? But that's just like God because he has to get the glory in what he's going to do. He has to get the glory. And now listen, we know this, that the bigger the obstacle that we face, the bigger the opportunity for God to show off in your life. The the greater the test that you're going through, the greater the testimony that you're going to have. The bigger the trial that you're facing and you're saying, God, this is just too much. The bigger the trial, the bigger the triumph that you're going to have on the other side of it. Only God can turn a mess into a message, right? Yes. Only God can do that. And so what happens is Joshua, through the instructing of God, instructs the priests to carry the Ark of the, Co- of the Covenant ahead of the people into the river. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. Yes. And they're instructed now to go ahead of the people, and carry the ark, which is the presence of God, into the river, and I could just imagine this that these priests that are carrying this ark and they 're walking ahead of the people and they 're walking up to this huge mass of water that 's just rushing and, and I could imagine that fear might have been knocking on the door of their heart i don 't know for sure, maybe they just had crazy, crazy faith i don 't know, but but I can imagine that. That fear might have been knocking on the door. And I love how the the Bible is calling us to be strong and courageous. They had to be courageous first, right? And they had to say, all right, we're instructed to do this and we're going to do it. And what happens is this. As they begin to walk into the river and as they begin to set their feet into the water, what does God do? He stops the flow of that river. He stops the flow of that river. And his people are allowed to pass on dry ground through the river, into the promises of God. And what I hear God saying today is, you have to hear me. What I'm calling you to do is great. It's amazing. It's beyond your imagination. It's beyond what you can even comprehend. I'm calling each one of you to greatness. And for some of you, You have this this obstacle, you have this thing that's in front of you that you know Like God has to get you through it, and he's simply saying, listen, I'm with you. And as the people begin to cross this river, guess what, the presence of God was right there in the middle of that river, working on their behalf. And not only that, but he had already gone before them. And that's what God is telling us today, that no matter what, Life may bring you, no matter what type of testing or trial that you're even going through or what season that you're in, no matter if you're in the middle of a river right now, just know that I'm with you. I'm with you. I have plans for you, not to harm you. I have plans for a hope and a future for you. Amen. And today, God is saying, who's going to be the one that would answer the call? That say, I, I want to be the modern day Joshua. That would lead your people by example. Because some of you are walking in his promises right now. And you just say, yes, God. I want that to be me. I say yes today. We're going to seal it with a yes. If the if the band could come up right now. We're going to seal this with a yes. Some, some of you are saying this, though. And, and, and when I said that, that you can't lead someone somewhere that you're not walking in yourself. You say, ah, that's me. I know that God is is calling me and he's called me he's placed a calling over my life i know it i could sense it maybe people have spoke that over you but for whatever reason you're just not walking in the promises of god right now and you know that god has called you to be this modern day joshua but you're just not walking in his promises and today you're gonna say yes to that you're gonna say yes god i'm gonna surrender everything to you god I'm going to get on my knees before you, God, and I'm going to seal that with a yes today. And I'm going to say, Lord, you could take it all.
1: This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX.